Jesus Christ is risen today. Hallelujah. Before I begin, I would like to say that in my two years, last two years, I've been involved in the African-American Lutheran worship. And in that worship, it's different, especially in the preaching, because it's more interactive, more supportive. As the preacher preaches, the congregation comes, shouts out words of encouragement, support, and agreement. So, I'd say to you now, feel free, as the Spirit moves you, to shout out words of encouragement, support, and agreement. However, if you feel the Spirit move you to throw something at me, or throw me off something, I would ask that you would hold back. Now, when we get a chance to serve here in chapel, we'll receive a list, a paper of instructions. And if you're preaching, one of the main instructions in bigger font, bold letters is keep it within 15 minutes. Now, in the African-American worship context, that can be a little bit of a problem. You see, time is not a major factor. It's not a factor at all. Because we believe that it's going to take time to deliver the word of the Lord. Time to breathe deeply the aroma of the scriptures. Time to savor the taste, the texture, the richness of the meat of the gospel. However, in order to be a good steward of our time, I promise to be done in a little while. In fact, in fact, I would like you to turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, neighbor, he's going to give us the word in a little while. Macron, a little while. This is the words that Jesus gives us here in the upper room that fateful night. And this word in these 10 verses is used seven times. And in John's gospel, we see it four more times before we get to this room. And every time Jesus says, Micron, a little while, he has the same meaning. His hour is arriving. The climactic event, everything that he is here for is happening right now. And he knows it. He knows that in a few hours, he will be betrayed and arrested. A few more hours more, he will be tried and convicted for blasphemy and insurrection. And by the next day, he will be crucified. But three days later, the grave will not contain him. And he knows all this is happening, and it's happening in a little while. Now, the disciples... They do not really understand what he's talking about. But we really should not be too hard on these disciples, these men. You see, they did understand what Jesus was talking about. They believed, they knew that he was the Messiah, God's anointed one, God's son. They knew that he was the son of David. And they believed that all the prophecies about the son of David, that he would be establishing his kingship, his rulership, right here, right now, he knew it was going to happen here. So, with all that, their hermeneutical matrices could not contain the words, could not grasp the words that God had for them right here, Jesus had for them. You see, they were thinking about being lords and masters. And Jesus was talking about being a servant, 
slave to all. They, they were thinking about honor, glory, and praise from the people. And Jesus was talking about being rejected by all. They were dreaming of the day when they would have authority over their enemies. And Jesus was talking about how their enemies, his enemies, would kill him. They did not get it. Though Jesus was telling them this, they could not possibly understand if he was going to establish his kingship right here, right now. Why? How? Why is he saying this? Why would Jesus be leaving in a little while? So, for his confused disciples, Jesus outlines not only the coming events for them and for us, but he then provides the meaning for what what he is saying. You see, his hour has come. It's arrived. The main event is here. Everything for which he came is happening right now. His enemies, their plans are come out. They're going to do them. They're going to take him out because they believe, like everyone believes, that this guy is a problem. And if you kill the messenger, if you kill the leader, the message, the followers will disappear. So their plan goes into work, and it works incredibly easy. We have betrayal. We have arrest. We have conviction. We have execution. They've won. And while the disciples are cowered behind locked doors... Weeping and crying for this disaster, they are celebrating. They're rejoicing because they've won. Their plans have worked. But in a little while, their plans are undone. In a little while, their plans are undone. In a little while, their plans are undone. J.R.R. Tolkien calls this a eucatastrophe, a sudden joyous turn. You see, Jesus is not where he is supposed to be. Jesus is not among the dead, but among the living. Jesus has defeated his enemies. Jesus has defeated our enemies. And now everything changes. So turn to your neighbor right now and say, Neighbor, because Jesus died, everything's changed. Everything changes. Now you and I are sons and daughters of God. We don't have to shrink away from this world's threats. We don't have to fear troubles. We don't have to hide from problems because you and I are sons of God. We are in Christ. And now we can rejoice. Rejoice because we are set free. Rejoice because we are made whole. Rejoice because we are made alive. Rejoice because we are in God's hands. Rejoice because we are heirs with Christ. Rejoice because we have the victory. Rejoice because... We are going to be with him in a little while. I don't think you're getting what I'm trying to say. So let me uh, try another tact here. In a little while, the regular school year is about to end. But in the, over the summer months, two-thirds of our population, our student population here, will be gone. We will be heading off to installation and ordination, accepting our calls to the congregations that we've been called to. We might be heading off to begin our vicarage assignments. Some of us might be even heading off to continue their education at other institutions. 
And really, it is a joyous time. It is a happy time, a time for celebration. And yet, and yet, troubles, problems are with us. Our congregation, our vicar's congregation, just is not interested in our evangelism module project. Our church rejects the ideas that we have for ministry. The leaders of the church openly question your theological training, your skills and abilities to be their pastor. Or maybe this is what's going on in your minds. As I leave St. Louis and have this opportunity, new opportunity to be a new person, to do things all over again new, I find soon, soon that that old man, that old Adam has left St. Louis along with me. Yes, we are still greedy. We are still lazy. We are still fearful. And in light of all that, we have one question that we have to ask. We always ask, God, how long? How long do I have to put up with these people? How long do I have to deal with myself? Jesus, Jesus answers our question by saying, Micron, a little while. Jesus says we are going to face troubles. He says we are going to meet opposition. We're going to have enemies that want us gone. And our sins will drag us down. But that is not the end of the story. No, our story does not end with pain and disappointment and bitterness. Our story ends at the cross. Our story ends at the cross and three days later at the resurrection where Jesus has had victory over all of our enemies. Sin, death. The devil has victory over the world. He has won it for us. And with his victory, we can then turn and say to our foes, you have no power over me. You have no control over me. You cannot own me. You see, Jesus died for the cross and he raised again for me. And if you could not contain him, You cannot contain me because greater who is in me than is in the world. Greater who is in me than who is in the world. Now, before I came to seminary, before I started studying here, I used to love to read. I would read new novels all the time. And whenever I got a new book, I would start reading it, and eventually at some point, I would flip to the last page, read the ending of the story. Now, you might be asking, haven't you just ruined the story? Haven't you spoiled the book? Not really. Sure, sure, yes, I admit, I admit that I do know the ending. However, however, I do not know how the characters get to the ending. You see, seeing the ending unfold for these characters is exciting to me. I do know what's going to happen, and I'm excited, interested, more interested in the book, because then I know in a little while I will get to that ending. God works the same way with us. See, he's already told us, he's already told you, he's already told me how the story ends. 
And in case you didn't know, he wins. And we get to be with him. Now we can go out, do our work, because it's not to make the plan come together. No, it's just to see God's plan unfold before our eyes. And armed with that story, with the cross before us, we can face every challenge that comes to us. Because we know that God is going to be with us and he will return again. When? In a little while. Now, may the peace of God, which surpasses, encompasses our meager understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.